This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Syl Tepinier. Syl is the System Chief Nursing Officer at Providence Healthcare. Providence, of course, is one of the largest health systems in the country, if not the world. He's going to talk about how that role of System CNO is evolving, what he's seeing, what he's most focused on, and a lot more. Syl, can you take a moment, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and about the role of System Chief Nursing Officer? Well, good morning, uh, Scott. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me today. Um, I've actually been serving in this role for a very short period of time. Uh, I was asked to serve in this role in January of this year. Um, Providence St. Joseph Health, uh, based in Renton, Washington. Um, as you said, a fairly large healthcare system, mission, uh, faith-based organization, um, and we are uh, we essentially uh, serve. The west coast of uh, of the United States, um, a pretty exciting opportunity for uh, for us and and for me to be able to lead uh, the nursing services. And you're right, this uh, this role has uh, has definitely evolved uh, over the years uh, as healthcare systems have evolved over the years. I would say that is one of the most innovative systems in the country. I mean, extremely involved in innovation and bringing new solutions to bear and so forth. How does that look from chief sort of nursing, chief clinical perspective, this emphasis on both serving a large population plus trying to be at the forefront of innovation? How does that look from your perspective? It requires constant uh, constant monitoring of what's, uh, you know, the landscape, what's going on out there. And so we, uh, we partner uh, very much so with uh, different uh, industries and different companies. We've been very deliberate over the last uh, few years in uh, in those partnerships where, you know, sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's the whole the whole conversation around whether you build or buy. And we've been uh, we've been very deliberate about partnering with other organizations, whether it's uh, it's in um, spinning off different companies so that we can help and decrease the administrative, the administrative burdens of clinicians, for instance. So we've been doing a lot of work in that space uh, and, and now really doing a lot of space in artificial intelligence and, and machine learning so that once again, we can, uh, we can deploy tools that, uh, that supplement our providers, our caregivers, uh, and, and that, there's a lot of excitement around that. You have an absolutely huge nursing team in total, and and how do you how has communication changed from when somebody's chief nursing officer of a single hospital to being system CNO? How have you changed how you communicate and work with people? How have some of those things evolved in your role, and to make sure you stay closely connected and building teams and so forth. Yeah, you need to create the right governance and the right infrastructure so that you stay connected. Uh, with uh, with our bedside uh, caregivers, so that so that you know that you're working on the right stuff for them, and for them to know what their work, what you are working on. Uh, so, just to give you an example, we uh, we've restructured how we are uh, working together. I work very closely with you know the regional CNOs uh, and the CNOs, and just to give you to illustrate what that means. Um, Ever so often, uh, you know, every quarter I go on a rounding uh, tour where I go into a region and I visit with not just the regional CNO, but the CNOs of all of the ministries that happen to be with that, that region. 
they pick and choose a particular ministry. Uh, I go into that ministry. I visit with all the nursing leaders are, who are within that ministry, and they pick departments that I go and round and talk with the with the nurses, talk with the patient. Uh, it's important uh, as a system CNO to uh, demonstrate visibility, and that visibility is both virtually and physically. And when you do so, when you engage with uh, with the nurses uh, and and you test, right? You tell them, hey, this is what I've been working on over the last. So many weeks. Am I working on the right stuff, or is there anything else that uh, you know that that we should be working on? What are the pebbles in your shoes, uh, if you will, that uh, that we need to address? And sometimes it uh, sometimes it, it adjusts uh, what what we're working on. And, and the nursing teams and staff have been through a heroic year. You hear so much about resilience and exhaustion and stress and burnout and strength. What do you see out there today in your literally tens of thousands of nurses? What's the temperature that you take in terms of what you see out there in your community at Providence? Yeah, we have uh, close to 48,000 nurses across the entire organization, all business lines. And I would say that uh, there is a common denominator, unfortunately, and that is that people are exhausted. Uh, people have working really hard, uh, as uh, as as we all know. Uh, the you know the pandemic was extremely uh, hard on everyone, uh, professionally, personally, and it's taken its toll. And what's happened uh, now is um, there is a pretty significant gap in supply and demand on the nursing side. So now we have nurses who are exhausted coming out of a uh, of a world pandemic, and who we are now asking to work as much, if you will, uh, because uh, we don't have enough of them. So it's not a good uh, it's not a good proposition. So it's it's all hands on deck right now to make sure that we revisit our models of care, revisit uh, all of our processes, making sure that we decrease, remove that administrative burden. And probably the most important thing uh, is for us to create the space uh, as a nurse leader to create the space with all of our nurses so that we can engage in the conversation on how we how we are doing, how are we doing, how are they doing, and uh, and so that we can identify what are those key drivers that uh, might lend itself for uh for want to uh to feel uh, burnt out and and let's remove those uh let's remove those key drivers and make sure that we create a healthy environment for everyone and and, and the time is now and, and how do you this this gap in supply and demand throughout the country how does the country start to solve that are, are there new methods to help create more nurses and encourage more people to go into nursing uh, so that your, your new positions, different ways of filling some of this gap, what, what's some of the ways in which that gets solved? Yeah, it, it's it's definitely multifactorial. We could spend we can spend hours on that. I would say that it's definitely by reengineering our uh, practice academia relationship. There's definitely some opportunities there. There's some some opportunities also from a legislation perspective and from a board of nursing perspective. We're still struggling today where we don't have compact licensure everywhere. 
So there's a lot of barriers in, in nursing to be able to, in nurses to be able to practice state to state. And it can be done very effectively and safely because some states are doing it through comp compact licensure, but not everyone is offering that. That is definitely a barrier that we should be working on. There is, uh, in certain places, shortage in faculty. So we have to make sure that we, uh, we form uh, additional, uh, additional faculty. And, uh, and we need to make sure that, uh, and that is really on the nurse leader's uh, shoulders, that we create environment where people would want to come in uh, and practice. Uh, so having solid transition into practice programs, for instance, uh, and making sure that we uh, that that we make it uh, you know we make it an exciting opportunities for others. Nursing is an amazing uh, profession. There is so much that can be done, and uh, it really is on us, uh, nurse leaders of this generation, to to make it happen. So just a few of the few ways that we can uh, we can we can go about taking care of that challenge. Do you ever miss still having the chance to be closer to the patient, closer to the bedside, or wherever the wherever the format you worked in? Do you ever miss that being closer to the patient care and less in the administrative leadership world? You know, it's interesting. You should ask the question. I would say that that became pretty. Uh, it was pretty hard for me, particularly during uh, the the height of the COVID crisis. Uh, I felt that that urge to uh, to be able to you know, get back to this, uh, if you will. Uh, and at the same time, generally speaking, I would say that I uh, I get to um, to make a difference in a very uh, in different way, and uh, and that's why it's important for me to connect and to go visit those ministries and to spend time talking to patients and um, and nurses. Because uh, that's that's the way that I can then now make uh, you know make a difference. And, and so, finally, Sil, this year you started a new role, but you'd always you've already been a senior senior executive in nursing. What what is um what are you most focused on and excited about this year? Is it the labor shortage issues? Is it vaccinating? What are you most focused on and excited about this year? So what uh, it's it's all hands on deck right now in creating a healing environment for nurses, healing and renewal, and it's also all hands on deck on uh, developing a solid uh, workforce uh, plan and helping nurses to develop develop new nurses, continue to develop the nurses that we have today, and make sure that uh, that we are laser focused on ensuring that we have the right amount of nurses to care for our patients today and tomorrow. So workforce planning is probably 80% of the time that I'm spending on uh, at the current time. It means different things, different day, but lots of huge focus on that. And that is very exciting. The ability to be able to develop others uh, is uh, is something that, uh, that I thrive on. So I want to thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. What a pleasure to talk to you. Have a great day.